Welcome to the Leadership Mindset Podcast with me, Tony Brooks, where we look to revolutionise your leadership mindset by changing how you think and see your world, enabling you to do the right things and grow significantly as a leader. Hi, this is Tony Brooks and welcome back to the Leadership Mindset Podcast Series. On this podcast, we're going to be looking deeper at the power of language. Now, I did start to talk about this when I was examining leadership skill one about becoming your best self. But for me, language is so vitally critical in the way we communicate with ourselves and others. There actually is a very famous study by Albert Morabian from the 1960s. And unfortunately, it was a very specific study about communication. But for the last 40 odd years, it's been overgeneralized. The basic crux of it was that 7% of our communication was down to the language we use. 38% tonality, 55% body language. But that, that focus that 7% of our communication is down to the language we use is, in my opinion, significantly way off the mark. Words influence others, without shadow of a doubt. But they also influence ourself. The words that we use influence how we think and how we see in our world and so it influences what we do now the problem for me and you would imagine this as well that a lot of our language is used on autopilot we use words we use expressions mannerisms without fully being conscious of what we're doing how often does somebody ask you in the morning how are you doing or when you meet them how are you doing and you say and i heard this expression a lot not too bad now what does that mean that means that on the bad scale, we're not too far along it. Hardly the most confident way of talking about what's going on with us. One of the most often used words in the English language is try. How often do we say that? How often do you hear people in your organisation say the word try? And I also do public speaking training for various people and coaching. And I very often pick up on mannerisms. You know, we all have them. I have my own that I do my best to be mindful of but I've often observed people coming out with certain mannerisms like you know like it might just be an um and I've said to people do you know that you do that and they said no I wasn't even aware I was doing it so here's one recommendation for you record yourself speaking particularly if you're out presenting or speaking but generally record yourself if you're out networking or something just slip your recording on your phone and have a listen to what you say and notice some of the words and expressions that you use because from a point of awareness comes control and that we can start to eliminate elements of that so being more aware and shifting out of autopilot is really key in terms of the language that we use so be more conscious get other people to help you as well over the next few weeks take up my recommendation to be more mindful of the language you use ask others also somebody that you trust in your organization a partner and say, I'm, I'm aware that I use certain words or mannerisms or, or maybe just I'm, I'm interested in looking at the language I use in a broader sense and get them to feedback to you and be honest with you about what they spot in your language. There are two types of language I think are very important for us to focus on in this session. The first is doubtful language. And I've already touched on the word try, but we can use various words like hope, try, hopefully try you can combine them together maybe possibly i think 
all of those words are, are giving us and others excuses excuses for not doing things so excuses for not fully committing to actions so as i said earlier whether it's yourself others or a combination of two be much more mindful of the words that you're using and, and ones that you use that are doubtful and also be very mindful of the words that other people use when you're communicating with them if you're giving somebody a deadline and they say they will try and meet that deadline don't allow them to get off with that as i said i hear people use a combination of the two hopefully try maybe try possibly try this is doubt beyond belief it's just not giving us any certainty both in terms of our own internal language and the language that we allow other people to use with us so that first area be very very wary of doubtful language and shift to using more positive affirmative language now the other kind of language to be again wary of is negative language the kind of words here we're talking about are can't not good nervous again when i do public speaking training I encourage people not to use the word nervous at all. Shift it to something else. I'll come back to that theme in a moment. Words like fear. But is also a really negative word. Because if you say to somebody, that was a good idea, but... The but actually negates everything that went before it. What you're actually saying, that wasn't a good idea. So negative language, both again internally and externally look to shift that negative language to more positive language not bad becomes good how are you i'm not i'm not bad no i'm quite good thank you or i'm good it doesn't matter if there's an element of doubt in your mind about the fact that i'm oh, no, actually i'm not convinced i'm totally good again remember that words become self-fulfilling prophecies they feed into our psychology so if we're telling people we're good we'll start to feel that more ourselves make a can't i will do or I'm working on that. And I said I'd come back to the word nervous. I love this example because I'm a big fan of Bruce Springsteen and he's performed in front of hundreds of thousands of people over the years. And one of the things, even now, when he's coming to do a big concert, a big, particularly a big outside door gig, starts to feel the adrenaline going, he could say to himself he's nervous, but he's learnt over the years to adapt that. He says to himself, I'm excited and I'm getting ready. I'm recognising that fact. And I love that when I use that myself with public speaking. So that when that adrenaline starts to go in an event, just check in with yourself. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. If you start telling yourself you're nervous and tell other people you're nervous, then again, that can lead to being a fulfilling prophecy. Be careful of those negative words because those negative words will feed and reinforce what I call your destructive self. On other podcasts, I've talked about this inner battle we all face between your potential self, your destructive self. Negative words will reinforce the influence of your destructive self. So look to shift them. Also work on making your language more simple. Now I have to be honest here, this is definitely something of a battle for me. I can use two or three words where one will do at times. And so it's something I work on. As with all of the aspects I talk about on the Leadership Mindset podcast. We're all on a journey of improvement. And I, like you listening to this today, are working on all of these concepts. But simplicity for me is important. And I I stress that it's important for you. So where are you using complex words, jargon, using long sentences, 
where simple words that everyone will understand and short, simple sentences will have greater impact and they'll be more engaging. You're less likely to lose people, both in the written word and the spoken word. Remember also the power of repetition. Who remembers the phrases, yes, we can from Barack Obama or I have a dream from Martin Luther King? Often an important short sentence repeated will have way greater impact than a lengthy sentence with words that maybe we're using to impress people. So be careful of jargon. Also, look at powerful words. Certainly I know in copywriting, there's a close examination of the words we use and using powerful copy words. So opportunity, discover, free, those kind of words. This isn't a copywriting podcast episode. However, we can learn from that and it's important that we do choose our words carefully and use powerful words to get our message across. One of the concepts that I picked up on was using two word principles. And I'm aware that Microsoft did this as an organization. It was like common language, common sticky language that was used. And I remember one of them in particular, they used a combination of two word phrases. So one of them was create value. So they'd have meetings, they'd be talking about new projects, product development, and they said, does this create value or did this create value? So I've got my own two word underlying principles. One of which I'll share with you is the expression absolute certainty. Because when I've gone back and watched recordings of me speak at events, I didn't feel comfortable that I was totally convincing enough that I would use expressions like, I hope you've got a lot from this speech. You might want to go away and try things. These kind of words that we could all lapse into using. So absolute certainty has become an underlying principle for me to keep me mindful of that and shift me. Because I 100% believe in the principles I talked to you about on this Leadership Mindset podcast series. So why not speak from a place of absolute certainty? You may want to play with this, but both for yourself and maybe your team or your organisation. Do you have some common sticky language that everyone relates to that underlie the behaviours within the organisation or underlie your behaviours? So simple language, simple effective language, even there, two word phrases that everyone can attach to. So much more powerful. So at the beginning of this podcast, I was talking about the fact that I strongly believe language influences thought. There was in fact a theory that was put together uh, in 1929. It was called the Sapir-Whorf hypothesis in psychology. And that theory, basically, its driver was that language determines thought. Now, over the years, this has softened and the psychological position, for the most part, most theorists in psychology will say that language influences thought. And that's certainly what I subscribe to. And I wanted to touch on a couple of examples of this, really simple examples. First one is, you may know this through Kate Bush, actually, because she had an album called The 50 Words for Snow. And it is about the fact that Eskimos have 50 words for snow. And what that means is that when Eskimos see snow, they see it in a much more detailed way than the average Westerner would if we saw snow, because we only have one word for it. So the fact that they have more complexity in the way that their words are broken down in relation to snow means they see snow differently. Another area which I, I studied as part of my psychological studies was eyewitness testimony. A researcher called Elizabeth Loftus did some experiments and the one that was particularly interesting I thought was 
they showed subjects to the experiments they showed them some video clips of collisions of car accidents and the the really interesting point here was that if the words for example if the word smash was used when people were being questioned about it after rather than the word hit and then they were asked to estimate the speed of the car if the word smash was used the average was 40.5 miles per hour so the average speed that people were coming back with was 40.5 miles per hour if the word hit was used it was 34 miles per hour now what an amazing and simple example of how language can influence either our memory or our thinking or, or potentially both but it certainly has driven us to see something in a different way on reflection so that Eskimo example, the eyewitness testimony, both really good examples of the way that language can influence thought. Now, finally, I believe I made a good case here for the fact that you need to be way more mindful of the language that you use, both in terms of your internal dialogue and the way you communicate with others and the way that you allow people to communicate with you. We have barriers to our progress in life. We have barriers to the goals that we want to achieve. I suggest to you that our greatest barrier is internal. And if language influences our thought, for me, language drives our mindset. How we think and how we see our world. Because the language that we use and what we say to ourselves will become our reality. I believe it can become our self-fulfilling prophecy. Therefore, it is hugely important to focus on that. We focus way too much, in my opinion, as I've said before, we focus way too much on doing the do rather than thinking and seeing. And doing the do means we look way too much at the external barriers that get in our way. We don't take enough time to look at the internal barriers, which interestingly enough we have a lot more control over than the external barriers in most cases and if our mindset the way we think and see is critically important and i believe that language influences that significantly then your task as you go away from this podcast is to be considerably more aware and observant of the language you're using look at your emails Observe your spoken language. Be almost aware as you're speaking. Look to record yourself in situations. Ask others for feedback. Go away and monitor the language you use because it will have a great impact in the way you think, the way you see your world and it will influence your leadership mindset. I'm going to leave you with that thought and I look forward to seeing you on future Leadership Mindset podcasts. If you want to explore your leadership mindset in more detail, why not complete our free leadership diagnostic at thetonybrooks.com and subscribe to this podcast to join us for future podcasts.